staying positive during difficult conversations. Welcome to the art of positive confrontation. If there is an art to learn, it is the art of having difficult conversations and positively confronting others. James Hayes One conversation can change everything. It is one of your busiest days at work. Customers are calling, clients are flowing in and out of the office. Employees are running to catch up on all their duties for the week just before the weekend. Suddenly, you notice some friction between two of your team members. Mary, a junior team member, and Julie, a senior project manager. At first, you wait to see if they can work it out on their own. However, later Mary approaches you in private. She's upset about specific issue with Julie and her attitude. She has refused to accept the project handover from Mary because she hasn't properly completed some of the documentation. Mary also feels that Julie approach becoming a bit aggressive. She needs you to jump in ASAP and resolve the conflict. We all have faced similar scenarios during our career. And many times we lack the resources, time and patience to resolve them. As a result, we were left feeling confused, perhaps irritated, doubtful, unclear about the best possible resolution which made us feel trapped and prevented us from taking action. During my career, I have led some tough conversations in tough environments. Most times, we are not having the necessary conversations because we are afraid they won't work. But when this happens, frustration sets in. Trust veins and there is no more collaboration. Many of us are working in teams that perform crucial operations and we can't risk not having these conversations. According to Harvard Business Review, 67% of managers are scared to have difficult conversations, which sets them for failure. The ability to not only have these conversations, but lead and remain balanced and positive, prepares you for success in your organizations, creates a positive and productive work environment and leaves great impact. By leading these conversations, we shall find the courage to confront people in a constructive and empathetic way without being mean, rough or hurtful and get the best outcomes. Self-development and growth, which are needed for our happiness and fulfillment, are not possible without leading tough conversations. These situations will also position us as honest people with integrity which will serve us well when faced with future challenges. 
The way to keeping up and winning the game is in mastering emotions. Through dissociating ourselves and focusing on the goals and objectives of the talk. Here are four simple tools to help us deal with tough conversations. According to the Neurolinguistic Programming or NLP, three major processes occur in the human mind when dealing with dilemma, deletion, distortion, and generalization. We all have a story or movie that plays out in our mind and makes how we react to certain situations very different from how our colleagues would. When we have a conflict, we may think that there is no possible positive outcome. And this is an example of deletion or not accepting any alternatives to our fixed mindset in the discussion. Distortions occur when we twist the idea of the outcome, believing, for example, that our manager has a negative opinion of us and therefore will always have bad review on our performance. Generalizations happen when we make statements such as all the managers are behaving the same or all the good jobs are already taken. Using the power of NLP and the knowledge on deletion, distortion and generalization, we can help people in our organization analyze and restructure the stories they play in their heads and win at difficult conversations. How it works? First, come out of your own story and keep a clear head. When we approach a difficult conversations, it helps to start by acknowledging our responsibilities of having this dialogue. This helps us to be grounded and present. We can engage the other party and quickly get to the matter at hand. We can't control how others will react, but we can control the way we do and how we present the facts that follow in the discussion by showing that we care. Start a dialogue with the desired outcome and goal in mind. Whether they are to improve relationships with the team, increase sales or boost productivity, etc. Be specific and honest by clarifying why we are having the conversation. When we start our discussion with when I hear you, see you, what you are saying or what you are doing, I feel, I think that it does not cast judgment and blame 
but opens a safe space for expression and discussion. Number two, understand their story. It is very important when starting a difficult conversation to know that we don't know anything. Remember that people always make the best choice available to them at particular time. If the best decision is shouting at a certain moment, then we choose to shout. We must mostly listen and remain quiet. Remember, we don't know anything. Psychologists talk about four houses from which our emotions come. The house of mad, the house of glad, the house of sad, and the house of scared. Once you understand where they are coming from, get even more curious. Approach the conversation with curiosity rather than judgment. Try to understand what explicit or implicit expectations are present. Listen to the intentions beneath the emotions and words being expressed. Beware of misperceptions, especially when difficult conversations spin out of control. It is often a word of expression that the person hears that makes him or her annoyed, embarrassed or shameful. They think the other person has a better view of himself or herself or wants to intimidate them. But assuming might be a misperception. The other person might come across strong because he or she lacks self-confidence and is afraid to fail or to be failed because of other factors or people. Understanding the story helps us stay curious and make more informed agreements later. Number three, validate people's opinions and their needs. In NLP, we often exercise tuning into the bandwidth of the person with whom we converse. Ask the question, how can we increase the person's bandwidth so this helps him or her Learn the new choices concerning reaction. Think analytically instead of reacting. To make the difficult situation more productive, let them talk about their needs and what they go through. Feeling the need for recognition, the need for respect, the need for punctuality, etc. Always state what is observed by remaining objective. Keep your tone of voice neutral and state the facts. It is important to avoid judgment, bias and third-party expressions. Otherwise, we risk making accusations 
that could prove wrong. Use your velvet hammer by expressing words such as I notice, I'm wondering, wow, that must be really tough. In our case with Mary and Julie, we might say to Julie, I understand that you refused to accept the project handover with Mary and you told her that her work was not good enough. Is that correct? Then allow Julie to share her argument. Be sure to hear her out, but don't let the conversation go off topic. We can always remind her of the main objective of the discussion. Try to understand the other person's position. Her viewpoint might seem unrealistic, but it makes perfect sense to her. Ask Julie how she arrived at that conclusion and what she thinks will happen if her proposal isn't accepted. This helps us gain the helicopter view, but can also invite the other person to rethink their idea. Number four, restate the outcome. Statements like my goal is, the objective of this call is, to help us stay on track and keep steering the conversation towards the outcome you desire. By acknowledging the needs of other people, the quality of work, punctuality, respect, etc., and making them understand our needs or the needs of others involved in the situation, we allow Julie to feel empowered and help her to understand the negative effects of her actions. We could say, Maria was so upset and the project handover was delayed by a day which caused further complications for people in our teams. Invite Julie to contribute in some way on how to improve the situation. And this is the time when you suggest some ways from your side too. Focus on the practical steps that she will need to take to ensure successful change. We could then explain the resolution we have in mind to Julie by saying, I'd like you to work with Maria and tell her exactly what you expect for a successful handover. You have suggested a written handover checklist, so maybe you could work together to develop that. Before you have any of these tough meetings, sit up straight, think of something positive and take a deep breath. We'll get through it and this too shall pass. Keep the conversation focused objectively and share both the positive ideas and the opportunities to improve. You may want to start by saying, I'm here to tell you something that might be tough, difficult or a challenge. Remember to use questions to support the purpose. Asking the right questions helps the other person process what's happened 
and it allows us to clarify and debunk false stories in the people's mind. Take accountability and validate. Only when we realize that we alone are responsible for our emotions and reactions, we will come to the agreement table with a complex understanding that we need to find a solution that works for both sides. In the end, be mindful that avoiding difficult conversation can actually lead to dysfunction and lack of performance and ultimately lead to a negative impact on both team and the business. Be the leader that tackles tough conversations by remaining open, vulnerable and ready for feedback. This approach will enable the space to share real issues and allow deep-rooted reasons to come true. So you embrace and work them from a more authentic and genuine perspective that induces positive human-to-human interaction and leads to mutual success.